Hey, look at that. We're getting to the weekend already, and it's another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host who's here every Friday of the podcast. It's Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. Thank you for joining us. And as you um, have been able to tell, Adam's been with us a little more often lately. Um, we're on a, a producer rotation, so Chad will be with us again um, for a couple of shows coming up very quickly. And, of course, every once in a while, we will still hang out, the three of us, with Freeform Friday. And, of course, also, with Show 300 coming up. hey It's going to be epic. I don't know exactly how it's going to be epic yet, but it's going to be epic. Um, so if you have been involved in the podcast or have just enjoyed listening to the podcast, I want to encourage you to get voicemails in to the show. You can do that by going to our blog at speakingforhim.blogspot.com and that information will be repeated at the end of the show and you can leave a two-minute voicemail talking about your favorite shows, maybe just uh, how this show has encouraged you over the past um, five and a half years. It's hard to believe it's been that long. That's crazy. But uh, we really want to make 300 spectacular and hopefully within the next few weeks, uh, we will be able to announce the details of that. And because we record ahead of time, you'll be able to find it on social media before you hear about it on the show. So make sure that you're paying attention to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash speaking for him. And so that's about all the housekeeping I'm going to do. All our contact information will be repeated at the end of the show. And so we'll go from there. But uh, today we're uh, reviewing another movie, um, Paul the Apostle of Christ, and I'm very excited to share with you about this one. Um, so let's uh, hear the quote of the day, and then we'll move into the trailer, and then I'll be back to break this down for you. And this comes from Romans 6, verses 1 through 2. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we, that we are dead to sin, live any longer therein? I, Luke, send a message to all those that follow our Lord Jesus Christ. There is a terrible evil in the world. Darkness is spreading. I know you are suffering persecution. Faith is being tested. I know you question the way. But I've come to Rome to find Paul, to write his story, to bring hope, to bring light into this present darkness, and to remind us all how God changed a hateful man who will change the history of the world. Look, I'm not dreaming. I'm here. Rome is stained with the blood of our brothers and sisters. This is what trusting God gets you. People are desperate. We're the only light left in the city. I cannot fix their faith. You can inspire their faith. You risk people looking to me before Christ. The day I heard you preach, my God, I saw Christ in you. There are men, women, children that will never meet you. There must be a handwritten account of your acts. What do you really know about these Christians? I am concerned with these documents. We've got to get these out of Rome. Things that we are plotting an escape. Right, another word, and I send you to whatever god you want. Luke! We've gathered men to overthrow Rome. To what end? 
justice. They want revenge. No. Why not? Love is the only way. When the moment comes, you will have the strength to do what is right. We have people die today. This world doesn't know a thing about love. the trailer that is the trailer for paul apostle of christ now i have to say adam when i first heard that this movie was coming out i was a little confused because i thought it was the sequel to the passion of the christ Ah. that that, um mel gibson is is promising and i'm not sure uh if i'm going to resonate with that one as much just because i don't think there's a lot of um information in the Bible as we know it, at least in the Protestant uh, denominations, about the time after the resurrection. And so I'm not sure what source material he's going to draw from. Yeah. So I'll be really interested to see how that turns out. But this is actually a um, movie about Paul that doesn't, isn't, is, I guess, released from, um, and it might be, from Mel Gibson's film company, I think it's one of the film companies that put this out. It used to be that films had like one film company, and now you usually see three or four film companies logos before movies start. Oh my word! <laughs> so it gets confusing as to exactly who distributed it or who all put it together. Yeah. Um, but it was really well done. Uh, there was some extra biblical stuff, but none of the extra biblical stuff compromise the biblical story. So I I wouldn't say that it was 100% biblical, but it wasn't unbiblical. Mm. So I want to make that clear right off the top. Basically, the premise is um, Paul is in prison. Um, he's actually just a few months away from dying. Tradition says that Paul was beheaded for the sake of the gospel. And they actually show him going to his execution as the last season scene in the movie, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but, um, which they don't show, by the way, so don't worry about anything gratuitous. But, um, but it is, was a very well done film. And basically what happens is, um, the apostle Luke, or not the apostle Luke, he wasn't an apostle, but a disciple named Luke, who was the physician who traveled with Paul on several missionary journeys and wrote the book of Luke and the book of Acts comes to Paul and he says, um, you need to write down your story so that people can read it even after you're gone. Now, I don't think necessarily that Luke wrote it, um, that Luke specifically had this conversation with Paul because I know that he wrote it for Theophilus, who was the same person that he wrote Luke for. But um, but I didn't find a, a major problem with that either. So basically Luke is visiting Paul and they're writing down um, the stories of their experiences and Paul's experiences. And one thing that Paul continuously goes back to in this film is thinking about the stoning of Stephen. You know, even though he was saved and redeemed and God forgave him, it still haunted him that he stood by and 
and encourage the stoning of Stephen, you know. And so I think that was kind of a significant thing. It just reminds us that some things in our past, even though we've been forgiven, we still think about them and they still affect us. And so it's good to make sure that we think about that before we do foolish things, you know, and before we we make some mistakes. And I'm thankful um, for that reminder, though, that God cleanses us from our sin and he can use us mightily. So basically the movie... um, goes back and forth between Paul's prison cell and a group of Christians who are kind of headed by Aquila and Priscilla, who are Bible characters. Again, I don't know how accurate it was that they had this um, group of believers. One interesting thing is um, they seemed to be in secret basically the whole movie, Mm. but we do read in Acts that they went to the temple daily and were preaching the gospel in public. So I think they were a little more public than perhaps the movie makes them out to be. Um, And then there was a time when um, one of the Romans who they kind of adopted got frustrated with the Roman soldiers because they killed his cousin, and so he went to retaliate, um, and first to break Paul out of jail and then to retaliate against the Romans, which Paul refused to leave jail. Which, again, this particular event was not in the Bible, but if you remember the event in Philippi where they were singing at midnight and God caused an earthquake and opened the prison and the Philippian jailer was going to fall on his sword and kill himself because all the jail cells were open and he figured they would all run and escape. And Paul said, do not kill yourself because all of us are here. Can you imagine that every single prisoner stayed in their cell because God prevailed upon them somehow supernaturally to stay in their cell, even though they were free to go? Yeah. Um, So that's kind of a miraculous story. So I thought of that in the context of this story, even though it wasn't an exact story from the Bible. And then the movie just kind of goes through. And actually, it's kind of interesting because the director of this film, and it's slipping my mind his name, um, but he did a film a couple years ago called Full of Grace, which was kind of about Mary. But the interesting thing is he kind of starts it about one character and then hones in on another. Like my dad even said that this movie was almost more about Luke and his uh, experience as he was talking to Paul than it was about Paul himself. So it's kind of interesting. And so I'm just going to break down some of this for you. Um, My general thoughts was that it was very well done. I'm always a little skeptical when they Hollywoodize the Bible um, because Noah, from the reviews that I read, was so bad that I didn't even uh, decide to watch it. Mm. Um, And I knew it was made by an atheist so there was no desire on his part to um, to bring glory to God. There was no urgency on his part to be accurate to the Bible because he wasn't he he wasn't a servant of God. So that affected things. And then positively, like they they brought out the need for salvation. They. Talked about Saul's salvation journey. He started out as Saul of Tarsus, of course, and then he had his 
encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus and everything changed. And uh, positive things are just the way that Luke encouraged Paul, which is pretty accurate because if you read in, in one of Paul's epistles, I think it's 2 Timothy, um, which is the last letter he wrote before he died, he says, only Luke is with me. Everyone else has abandoned me. Mm. And can you imagine how that, that must have felt? Um, you know, I, I know what it's like to to feel abandoned at times. And But I know recently on Facebook, you had mentioned that you'd gone through a, a period of time where you didn't feel like you were ever going to have any friends. And now you feel kind of like your cup is overflowing. Yeah. Uh, with that, and I, I think of that when I think of Paul, because because Paul only had Luke, but Luke was a steady and good friend, and it just reminded me of how we need good friends. Mm. Um, Amen. I, and and I don't know how accurate Paul's jail situation was, because it seemed like from what I had read before that he was that he was in prison, so he couldn't go anywhere, but people could come and see him freely. Um, so I don't know exactly what that position was, but. In the movie, Luke was willing to sneak back and forth between prison and freedom to see Paul because he knew Paul needed the encouragement of of being with a friend. And uh, that is so important for all of us to know is that we have a friend that has our back. And I'm grateful to have a lot of friends that I know care about me. And I, I, I don't really have um, many that I would call lifelong Best friends, but I have had um, several really good friends for different seasons in my life, um, and Adam definitely has been that in the last few years. And I just, I just know that God provides what we need when we need it, you know. Um, and it was interesting on that same Facebook post to, to see to say to see your grandma, I think it was your grandma, yeah. talked about how she remembered that time and how discouraged you were, and how she told you just to keep going. And keep praying and that God would work it out, and he did. Mm -hmm. So what an amazing thing that is. Yeah, amen. And then, so I think um, Luke, other than Paul, was my favorite character because the other thing I liked about it is, and um, some people may criticize it for this reason, is I think they were trying to show their humanity. Like yeah. sometimes the Bible is a little more like a highlight reel. Like you don't really, <laughs> you don't really read a lot of negative things about Luke. Cause yeah. you just read that he was with Paul and you read that he wrote these two gospels, but you don't really read a lot of negative and, and you really see some of the struggle that he might've gone through in trying to continue to believe, continue to stay strong, even in the midst of the persecution that they were going through. And then, of course, he takes the opportunity um, to save the life of one of the Roman uh, soldier's daughters who was dying. He figures out what's wrong, and he he um, treats her, and she lives. And the Roman soldier says, "Well, well, what if I still never accept your Christ?" So I I like the fact that they didn't try to button it up by just assuming that he would. Um, come to know Christ automatically. And again, he's an extra biblical character. We don't read about him, but we do know that Paul um, did a lot of healing and we know that Luke was a doctor. So it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he may have treated 
someone who was Roman at that time. Yeah. And uh, so I just thought it was really well done. I thought Jim Caviezel was awesome as Luke. You know, the director kind of joked in an interview that I read that it was a step down for him because he's played Jesus. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I thought it was really well done and I would highly recommend it. Um, and I think I think the biggest lesson that I took away from it was – that um, the, these people were humans. You know, we, we tend to talk about these Bible heroes as if they're something extra human. Like, I could never be that guy. Yeah. But when you realize the, the struggle and the agony that Paul must have gone through, when he realized how wrong he was to stone Stephen, when he realized how, how steadfast Stephen had been, toward God. And, and really, Stephen prayed when he died that God would not hold the the people's sin to their charge and that he would forgive them. He prayed a very similar prayer to what Jesus prayed. And I just see Paul as the answer to that prayer. And now Paul and Stephen are in heaven together and they can talk about that and think about that for all eternity, how God answered Stephen's prayer. Mm-hmm. But it's just very interesting how that worked. Um, and my least favorite characters um, in the story uh, were the um, the Christians in the secret group that were kind of planning an insurrection. I don't want to say that they absolutely won, but it was out of character for any sort of Bible story or interpretation of the story that I'd ever seen. And so that was kind of awkward and uncomfortable yeah. to have that as, as a piece. But again, I'm sure there were um, good, good and evil people in every time period, so I don't want to over-romanticize it either. Um, and the biggest lesson that I took away from the film, I think, was that Paul, I don't think Paul ever did this, but he definitely didn't do it in the film when he's talking to the Roman soldier after his daughter's healed. He's he's like, I can't make you become a Christian. I have to pray that God himself brings you to the place where you realize your need for a savior. Mm. And that is my daily prayer for you. And that was very significant to me. And then, like I said about Luke, um, I said that it really showed me the need for true friendship. And I know we all, we all struggle. Like I'm always in this, in this rut where I, and and part of it's maybe pride where I think a little bit too much of myself, but I always kind of feel like I wouldn't have friends if I wasn't the one that always reached out. So when I do hear from a friend out of the blue, it's, it's very much a blessing because then I realized, hey, they were thinking of me, and it's not just me imposing myself into the friendship, which which it probably rarely is. It's just kind of a thought that I have. Yeah. So, but I really resonate with the need or the idea of the need for having uh, close friendships, and it doesn't have to be quantity. I think that's something that I've learned as I've gotten older that I don't need ten close friends. I just want two or three that I know I can call on at any time, and I have that, so I'm very blessed. Um, so those are the two lessons, okay? And so 
Now I'm going to rate this film, and I am going to once again give it a four out of five. All right. Um, for quality and family friendliness. Again, there is some violence in it because, um, quite frankly, Paul, you know, Paul was a violent man before he was converted, mm-hmm. before he became a Christian. And then also there is some violence from the soldiers against Paul and other believers because that was just a fact of life. You know, if we were to take all the violence out of the Bible, there wouldn't be very much Bible left if we're honest. So just be aware of that and enjoy this film with your family. And again, you know, be be ready to have uh, discussions. And I, I would go a little bit above what I said for probably – um, I can only imagine where I would probably say 13 or 14 uh, is a good age to let your kids watch this film. Again, there's nothing bad about it. Um, just want to make sure that I throw in the caution about the the violence and the, the issues that it deals with. It also deals with um, a couple scenes where you see the the Roman soldier praying to his God and making sacrifices to his gods. So that's another thing that um, I think you just have to be prepared for a good discussion to come out of that kind of thing. And I hope that you will enjoy this film. Paul is one of my big Bible heroes. So to see his story come to life so well on the big screen is, is really exciting for me. So I highly recommend Paul, the Apostle of Christ. So I think that's about all the time we have for today. Just remember what I said about the 300th podcast. If you have any ideas on what we should do for that, um, please make sure that you send them to us with the contact information at the end of the show, and we will try our best to incorporate ideas as we find them. All right, I think that's all I have to say for now. So this is Andrew Gomison saying, keep serving the best masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at speakingforhim. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.